Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. When I was a kid, for a long time in my bedroom, I didn't have a television. I didn't even have a radio. I would eventually get a clock radio, but if I wanted to entertain myself, I had to use either the portable record player, which sometimes I had to fight my sisters for, or I had to read. My family encouraged the reading especially, but they encouraged a very specific type of reading. They had gotten me a lot of children's books when I was very young, but as I grew out of them, they didn't replace them with literature for slightly older kids. Instead, they got me a set of encyclopedias and a set of history encyclopedias. I never really questioned any of it. These were just books, and they were filled with lots of cool, interesting stuff, which I dipped into almost every night before bed, up until I got a television, of course. I especially enjoyed the history encyclopedias, which were filled with facts mostly about history from the 18th century on, and I would often fall asleep with historical moments or people in my head, and I would dream about time traveling. So it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that I became obsessed with anything related to time travel. Time traveling books, alternative history, time traveling movies, and of course, time traveling TV shows, which are, in my opinion, few and far between. Before Quantum Leap, which is a show I really enjoyed, there was a TV show called Voyagers. It only ran for one season, but it was delightful. It gave me everything I wanted in a show. It had a kid who was kind of smart and he really liked history. It had action. Plus, it was the type of show that I could lure my grandmother away from 60 Minutes to watch because it was up against 60 Minutes. And she wasn't watching it because she liked history. She watched it because the lead character in the show, I think she thought he was hunky. So I could get her to watch that with me. On today's show, I'd like to talk to you about this TV show, Voyagers. We'll talk about the people in front of and behind the camera. We'll talk a little bit about the plot, the music, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Voyagers is one of the coolest shows that people seem to have forgotten about from the 1980s. As I mentioned, it was a time travel show, so science fiction, and it aired on NBC during the 1982 to 1983 season, and it starred John Eric Hexum and Mino Pellucci. The show was created by James D. Parriott. Parriott's a writer and producer. He was born in Denver, Colorado in 1950. 
got to start writing for shows like The Six Million Dollar Man, The Bionic Woman, and The Incredible Hulk. He would then go on to create some amazing TV shows, including Voyagers, Forever Night, and Misfits of Science, which is another show that I really enjoyed. While Harriot would work on the show, he also had some pretty good writers, and chief amongst them and one of the more dominant writers was Jill Donner. They met while working on The Incredible Hulk, and Donner worked on a lot of TV shows, most notably, to me at least, she worked on The Incredible Hulk and Magnum P.I., So the show is about a voyager, and that is a type of person who travels through time and fixes things that have gone wrong. And this particular voyager is named Phineas Bogg, who's played by John Eric Hexum. He kind of mistakenly lands in 1982, and he loses his guidebook that is supposed to help him, which is a very greatest American hero. And he and this young boy, who is newly orphaned, named Jeffrey Jones, who's played by Mino Pellucci, begin traveling through time. We would later learn that Jeffrey was supposed to become a Voyager, and so they were fated to meet, because it turns out Voyagers, I guess, are preordained or destined to be Voyagers. They travel through time using this thing called an Omni, and sometimes it's called an Omni, sometimes it's called an Omnicron. It's this brass, really kind of cool-looking, almost steampunk-looking time device. In future episodes, as the show went on, we learn about the Voyager headquarters and academy, and we learn that the full name for an Omni is the Omnichronometer, which I guess makes sense, considering it's a time travel device. Quite elegant. The guidebook that's missing is basically a history textbook designed for voyagers. Phineas and Jeffrey traveled through history without the book, mostly because Jeffrey is a bit of a genius and knows when things have gone wrong, which sort of reverses the adult-child relationship. What I really like about the Jeffrey character is that he's not really a know-it-all type of kid. He's very helpful, and it's obvious that the relationship between him and Phineas is kind of of equals. We'll return after these messages. My kids are wild about E.T. Now there's a whole collection of E.T. toys. This one talks. Oh. There's Elliot on his bike with E.T. And a spaceship. Here he comes. Aren't these little E.T.'s cute? Wind this guy up, he walks. Almost like the real E.T. My kids really love their E.T. toys. They actually believe E.T. lives in their closet. The E.T. toy collection from LJN. Thank you. One's 80s Firebird. Some cars not for use with some sets. New from Hot Wheels by Mattel. And now, back to our show. Now a little bit about the cast of the show, and it's pretty simple since we only have two main characters. John Eric Hexham played Phineas Bogg. Hexham was born in 1957. Sadly, he passed away very young in 1984. He started off as a model, stage actor, born in Englewood, New Jersey. Yay! When he graduated from high school, he moved to New York. This was in 1980 and started a acting career. Had a bunch of jobs that you typically do as a hungry actor. 
and then would land a role in some movies. Then he was cast in a pilot called Voyager from the Unknown, which was the pilot for the series Voyagers. Hexum was a good-looking guy. He would be cast in other TV shows and made-for-TV movies. Eventually, he would land a role on the TV show Cover-Up. I bring this up because this is where a real tragedy struck. In the show, he played a guy named Mac Harper, who was an undercover CIA operative who was posing as a male model, and articles I've read about him seem to say that he was very happy to have landed this role. Unfortunately, during shooting of an episode, when things have gotten a little quiet, Hexum was kind of joking around with a prop gun, and he fired the gun and shot himself, and he died because of that. I remember when Brendan Lee died, there was a whole bunch of news about it and accidental deaths, and I remember them bringing back stories about Hexum again. It's a shame because he seemed to have a big future ahead of him. Jeffrey Jones was played by Mino Pellucci. Pellucci was born in 1970, was born in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, and he is the half-brother of punky Brewster Soleil Moon Fry. Had quite a career, worked on a lot of TV shows, Silver Spoons, The A-Team, The Incredible Hulk, before being cast in Voyagers. He would eventually go to college and become a history teacher. In the 1990s, he had a position at Hollywood High School. Currently online, I found that he is a photographer and does writings. You can check out his website online. There is some other Voyagers on the show. Maybe the most important would be Voyager Drake, played by Stephen Leska. I think as the show would have went on, Drake would have been much more of a villain. But we only had the one season, and don't get a ton of him, but still pretty interesting character. Pompous, not really likable like Phineas. There were also two other Voyagers who I was just looking online and found. Voyager Olivia was played by Tracy Brooks Swopes, and Voyager Susan was played by Jenny Newman. As a kid, boy, did I want to be a Voyager. But it have been really cool. Because this is a show about history, there's a lot of great costumes. And the head costume designer was Jan Kemp, and Jan did some really fun stuff. Phineas's wardrobe is great, kind of swashbuckling, and Jeffrey's wardrobe is very all-American kid. Jan's most famous, though, for doing the costumes for Batman and Robin and the villains on the Batman television series. Well, if you've never watched Voyagers before, it has a great theme, and it goes a little something like this. through time to help history along. Give it a push where it's needed. When the Omni's red, it means history's wrong. Our job is to get everything back on track. narration that theme and a lot of the music from the show was by gerald immel immel was born in 1936 television composer probably most famous for composing the theme tune to the tv show dallas 
He originally worked at CBS as a music copyist, but then would break into musical scoring on the television series Gunsmoke. In addition to Dallas and Voyagers, he also contributed music to Hawaii Five-0, Logan's Run, Walker, Texas Ranger, and Knott's Landing. Now, how did Voyager do? It was up against 60 Minutes, which was a juggernaut. And most of the things I've read said that basically it couldn't handle the competition and it folded. But from what I read in other places, it kind of held its own and had pretty decent ratings over its 20-episode run. At the time, though, there was some issues with 60 Minutes and NBC saw there was maybe an opportunity to unseat CBS's crown jewel and they created a news magazine called Monitor to go up against 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes, though, crushed Monitor, and sadly, Voyager was a casualty. It's hard to know without full access to the ratings. Despite whatever the ratings say, though, they should have kept this show on, because it was so full of potential. We'll return after these messages. Indy, over here! Indiana Jones at your service, Toad. Ah! <laughs> Indiana Jones and other action figures new from Raiders of the Lost Ark collection, each sold separately. Watch him, Kyro, swordsman. Yeah, watch my swing. Yikes! All downhill from here, swordsman. You'll be sorry, Jones. Tricky again, Toad. Indiana Jones, Toad, and Cairo swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark collection, new from Kenner. The alligator wants food to chew. Feed him just right or he'll feed on you. Better be lucky with the spinner that tells you to feed him or take out his dinner. Give him a TV, only he knows just when his jaws are ready to close. Take out a jug, put in a case. He's losing his patience, just look at that face. Feed, feed him, him a can, can if that's, that's what, what you choose. choose. Throw in a block and you lose. The alligator game. And now, back to our show. I would talk about this show with anybody who would hear me throughout most of the 80s and into the 90s. Eventually, I would get my hands on some VHS copies of the show. I watched those shows to death and shared them with just about anybody who would sit down and watch them with me. Fortunately, you don't have to do that anymore because the show was released on DVD. All 20 episodes were released in 2007. The show is also available via streaming, and you know how streaming is, it fluctuates, but recently it was featured on Amazon Instant Video. So if you would like to watch the show online, don't want to own anything, just go over to Amazon. But if you'd like to buy the DVD, you can also pick that up. There are lots of shows like Voyagers that came and went and are largely forgotten by most but that doesn't mean they're not great shows. They just couldn't necessarily find the audience, or there was political reasons why they were canceled. I think Voyagers, because it's an educational show, is great to watch with anyone who's interested in history, especially kids. They could learn a lot. It also represents high adventure. The unknown, traveling to areas where you're never sure what's going to happen. The show even ended with Mino Pellucci in a voiceover saying, if you want to learn more about whatever the show was about, take a voyage down to your public library. It's all in books. And for a brief period, it wasn't just all in books. It was also on TV. And that's why this was a great show and worth checking out.
Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist.com and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. If you want to learn more about The Retroist, take a voyage down to your public library. It's all in books. This has been a Retroist production. Goodbye.